Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Carey. I'm the group editor for B2B in the UK. I'm joined today by staff writer Charlotte Truman. Charlotte, you must be an extremely relieved person this week. Your <laughs> mammoth comparison of the five most popular video conferencing tools finally went up on Computer World this week. Um, tell us a little bit about this project. Um, and most importantly, how did you decide to which tools to start comparing and, and how to actually start benchmarking them against one another? Yeah, so it was about five weeks in the making, this project. So it feels so strange to no longer be um, working on it, but I'm glad it's out there now. Um, basically, what we wanted to do is kind of with everything that's going on at the moment, we knew that there's going to be a massive uptake in people using video conferencing software or they work from home. And we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of review some of the most popular platforms out there to give people that don't use video conferencing um, a lot normally um, a kind of overview of what is available and what um, might work best for their organisation. Um, so we consulted a Gartner Magic Quadrant to see kind of what was leading um, in that market at the moment. And we also decided to um, look at Google and Microsoft's offering because um, at IDG, um, they're platforms that we both already use. Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to be clear here that we're talking about kind of enterprise grade video conferencing. We're not uh, comparing your kind of um, uh, house parties and your WhatsApp videos and stuff like that. Um, good to hear that, you know, the, the Gartner Magic Quadrant has its uses for us journalists. We can often be quite sniffy about them. Um, who, who were the five that kind of came out of that process that you were going to start comparing and I understand that in terms of the logic of that comparison you you decided to split usability and security which we'll we'll get into a little bit more because obviously that security aspect especially with Zoom in the in the press recently has been quite prevalent. So like I said we wanted, we knew from the outset we were going to have a look at Google Meet and Microsoft Teams because um, as I already explained they're both platforms that um, we use already internally at IDG um, but the other three that we opted to go for um, was Zoom, uh, Cisco WebEx, and LogMeIn's GoToMeeting. Great. And from that usability perspective, which one of those came out on top or, or were you most impressed by uh, from a, just a pure kind of ease of use um, feature set perspective? Um, so it has to be said, um, of all the five platforms that we tested, we were actually... Um, really happily surprised um, about the quality of the audio and the video on every platform. There wasn't one where um, people's connections were so bad or the platform was so bad that it actually impacted our overall ability to have a meeting. So that was um, a really good find. Um, purely from a usability point of view, um, Zoom just has the most um, in-meeting features, um, which is really great. It has kind of your standard, like, um, in-call chat features, it also has a whiteboarding and you can do things like raise your hand on your screen if you want to or put a little emoji up in your corner um, to kind of express how you're feeling about the call, I guess. Um, so that was really great. There was lots to um, play around with there. Um, personally as well, although it has um, fewer in-meeting um, features, I quite liked Google Meet because of the simplicity of it. It kind of does exactly what it says on the tin, you dial into a call and then you have a call or you can send a message and that's it's kind of it. But um, I quite liked that from that perspective. 
Yeah, I guess we know that Zoom have spent so much time and investment in making it a really simple tool to use, which is kind of the reason why they've they've burst into popularity during this pandemic. And I'm glad to hear what you said about Google Meet, because personally, you know, we're a G Suite uh, company, and I, I personally find it quite a, quite a good tool for for what you need it for. Um, that's the positives. What about the negatives? What about the, the tools that didn't quite stand up to the competition as well? Yeah, um, so... It's, I guess it's just important to mention that obviously this is a review and all the opinions in it are subjective. So what I personally like or what our team personally likes in a um, video conferencing platform might not be the same as what um, your team is looking for. So although we try to kind of give a fair assessment, obviously you need to kind of try these things out for yourself. Um, personally, we weren't that keen on Microsoft Teams um, just because um, it, they are... They are making a change to this, but currently you can only see four people at a time on the screen, which is if you're having a larger meeting, that's obviously not great. It's kind of, you want to be able to see everyone and interact with everyone. Um, so we were happy to hear from Microsoft that that is, um, they are going to up that number to, I think it's nine initially, and then 16 in the future. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of our least favorite. Um, yeah, I think you were quite surprised by that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you were quite surprised by that, right? I mean, we've definitely heard anecdotally some people are quite big fans of Teams. Yeah, um, so one of my good friends, they um, her um, at her work, now they're working from home, they actually have Microsoft Teams running all day in the background because they can kind of just chat and it makes it feel like a, more like an office. Um, but again, again, like we're a Google um, G Suite organisation and we like Google Meet. They're a Microsoft or an Office 365 365 organization and they happen to like Microsoft Teams so like I said a lot of these things are a bit subjective. That is wild to me I would not want to have the video conferencing just running in the background <laughs> at all times uh, I'm glad that we do not do that in our team. Um, we would be remiss to not talk about some of the security aspects of this conversation um, it, it's obviously important to note that we are not security um reporters you know we don't uh, we can't get into the nitty-gritty of it but there's certainly aspects of, of these tools that you you did look at especially from maybe a basic encryption point of view and just that that real security hygiene aspect um we know that the zoom some of the aspects of zoom security has been put in the spotlight since the pandemic uh how deep did you go on security and what did you find yeah so again i think it's important to note when you're talking about video conferencing platforms um People talk a lot about end-to-end -end encryption, but actually, if you do want end-to-end -end encryption on a video conferencing um, platform, it actually limits some of your features, what you can do, um, which is a big reason, I think, why a lot of platforms don't actually offer it because it would diminish um, kind of the quality of the call, I guess. Um, of the platforms we tested, Cisco WebEx is the only one that does offer end-to-end -end encryption. Um, but you have to ask for that to be turned on because of the fact that it will then limit some of what you can do on the call. Um, but it's available across all their um, paid platforms, so it doesn't matter even if you have the cheapest platform or the most expensive one, you can request that end-to-end -end encryption gets turned on. Okay, and I think it's important to note uh, the what we're talking about with end-to-end -end encryption, right? It's, it's that aspect of it where um, the communication is is encrypted at either end so that no one including cisco can access the content of that call right yeah precisely perfect um so yeah so it looks like you know if you want that 
if you want that, then then WebEx is your only option from these five that we tested. I'm sure there's some Uber secure options out there for for certain organisations, but in terms of the really kind of popular ones, um, that's that's an important differentiator for them. Great. Okay. So uh, in terms of the security aspects of some of the other popular tools, um, we, we've mentioned Zoom a few times. It's obviously wildly popular. Uh, what have they done to maybe uh, calm some of the concerns that organizations have from a security perspective there? I know that they've they've made quite a concerted effort to, to solve some of those problems straight away. Yeah. So Zoom seem to have really taken on board a lot of um, kind of the feedback they received or a lot of the criticism. I should say, um, they received about their security issues. And um, I think it was the beginning of April, their CEO announced that they were going to stop, as a company, they were going to stop developing new features and actually just entirely focus on um, fixing some of those security issues that had come up. Um, So a lot of the things they've done, they've kind of been like little changes. So they've removed like the meeting ID from kind of the barrier of the screen. So you can't accidentally... You, if like our prime minister, you post a screenshot of your Zoom meeting, no one now will be able to see your meeting ID. Um, they've kind of strengthened password complexity um, requirements um, um, and they've kind of just um, added more in-meeting features as well. So hosts can now report people in the meeting and there's just a lot more in-meeting security options as well to try and just make it that much more secure. Awesome. And last question, uh, in terms of, you know, you, you've been playing with these platforms now for five weeks. Uh, were there any specific, any cool features that you've kind of found that you really liked from one of the platforms that people might not be familiar with? Uh, I know that there's now some cool in-app, in uh, in-video transcription services that are being added and, and stuff like that. Was there anything that kind of popped uh, to the front of your mind from that perspective? Yeah. So that's one thing that um, has to be said about Microsoft Teams, actually. Um, their in-meeting transcription service was really, really good and very accurate. And we were all really impressed by the quality of it. Um, Google Meet also offer um, an in-call transcription service, which again was very accurate. We were all um, highly impressed with that. Um, Zoom, now if you have a Zoom Pro account and also an otter.ai paid account, you can now link the two together and get real-time in-meeting transcription as well. So that's a really cool feature, especially if you're kind of hosting a meeting or you don't have time necessarily to take notes while you're trying to have a conversation. That's like a really good um, tool to have. The whiteboarding feature as well, um, also really great. Um, Kind of bit of fun as well, maybe if you want to kind of take a more informal approach to these things. Um, So if you start digging down into a lot of these platforms, there are some nice little features that kind of will differentiate them. Yeah, I spend a lot of time talking to developers and developer leads um, in my day job, and a lot of them actually rely on whiteboards quite a lot to kind of sketch out problems. Um, if they've got an engineering problem that they want to solve, they'll they'll whiteboard it out. So they they rely on those features quite a lot. Um, a lot of them complain about them because you know it's not a whiteboard in the office, and they can't kind of do it that way. But but I think they're they're quite important features to have. Um, Great, thank you. So, if someone wants to go off and read uh, your, you know, your your big review of all these video conferencing solutions, where where could they find that work? Yeah, so the full review is up on computerworld.com now, and that's where um, everything that I write in the future about video conferencing um, will be published as well. Awesome. Thanks, Charlotte. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, stay safe. See you soon. Bye.
podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.